let's talk a bit about some changes to the Divorce Act in our country. Uh, Canada's federal legislation that deals, well, not only with divorce, but with parenting and child support and all the issues around it, has seen its first significant changes in quite a long time. Uh, Lori Polizze is a family lawyer and a partner in the family law group Torkin Mains, and uh, Lori joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Thanks so much for taking some time. I appreciate it. Good morning, Shay. So, let's... Um, Let's talk about the changes here. There's quite a few, mostly around language, but what, what really stands out to you when we take a look at this new Divorce Act? Well, there really are a number of things. Um, there are a number of changes in language, which sort of off the top probably don't seem very significant. But what the changes in language do is they shift responsibilities um, with respect to parenting in particular um, from um, parents' rights to a child, Mm -hmm. to their duties for their children. And that is a very significant shift, and that's something that you see throughout the new um, amendments. Makes sense, too, right? That really should be where the focus is. Should be, I agree. But uh, that's not how people (laughs) sometimes treat their kids, like uh, a piece of property. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, the kids become a pawn in the the fight that uh, hasn't yet finished, even though they're separated. Okay. So when we talk about the co-parenting and the friction that often creates, how does this Divorce Act change the discussion around that? How will it move the the goalposts on that topic? Well, you know, that will remain to be seen, of course. So there's a a number of shifts. So first of all, they've gone from uh, the legislation changes um, language like custody and access, which, you know, sounds like ownership to me, Mm -hmm. um, to decision-making and parenting time and parenting orders, and parents are supposed to do a parenting plan, um, which um, when you look at that, you say, okay, well, perhaps that's not a big deal. But the language shift goes quite a bit further and deals with um, what a parent's duties are um, and talks a fair bit about family violence and defines both um, parents' duties, family violence, and best interests of a child in the legislation and gives a lot of direction to parents and to lawyers um, going forward. It also tries to get a lot of this taken out of the court system, right? It tries to encourage the parties to explore other avenues. One of the duties that's placed on both a parent and a lawyer who advises a separating spouse is to consider what's called family dispute resolution, which basically means negotiating with your spouse, using a mediator or using collaborative law or using some other tool other than um, having a judge who's never met your family Mm -hmm. make a decision about um, things that your family has to deal with every day after the order is made. Right, yeah. And there's also some inclusion in the the Act now, um, specifically around family violence. That takes a much um, uh, bigger portion of the Act, right? It does. And what's interesting about that is they've, they've given a really broad definition of family violence, which is what the mental health community has been saying for a long time. So it doesn't just have to be um, when somebody's been criminally charged. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Uh, it can include something like coercive control, which is, you know, Uh, Is somebody telling you what to wear, who you can spend time with, um, what you can buy? So it takes a very broad definition, and it includes things like um, stalking and Mm -hmm. threats to animals and pets, because that's something that commonly ultimately escalates to significant physical harm, 
or even the death of a spouse. So they've taken a really broad definition, and it's important because they then take that definition and say, when we're looking about best interests of a child and what that includes, we have to look at family violence and its effect. Makes sense again. So it sounds to me like as as we sort of pick our way through it here, essentially we're putting a lot of the focus on the kids here, which I think is a wonderful idea. Well, the Divorce Act deals with um, uh, parenting, uh, it deals, deals with child support, and it deals with spousal support. The Divorce Act doesn't deal with property. Uh, separating couples' property is dealt with by each province. So Alberta and Ontario, for example, have different legislation about what happens with their property. So the Divorce Act has never dealt with that because it's a piece of federal legislation. Mm-hmm. But there is a significant focus, a different focus, on um, kids, what parents' obligations are to their kids, and what their obligations are if they happen to end up in court um, um, to their kids, uh, their obligations to their kids. So it's, it's, uh, it's a really welcome change, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, thanks so much for spending some time and breaking it down with us, Laurie. I appreciate it. Happy to do that, and thanks for having me on, Jay. You bet. We'll do it again. Um, Bye-bye. Talk to you later. That is Lori Politza, who is a family law lawyer and uh, just going through some of the changes to uh, the Divorce Act in our country. Interesting. Changing some of the language. Uh, let's hope it moves.